you're listening to Katie Stone on the Perfectly Productive podcast, where we're looking at ways of keeping small businesses perfectly productive. Um, This is the second episode, and uh, thank you very much for all the lovely feedback last week. Um, I thought today we would take a chance to talk about um, planning as a productive uh, sort of thing that we can be doing. Um, Come December, of course, it's a time where we start to sort of reflect on the year that's gone past, which isn't exactly hilarious this year, and look at the year to come to see where we want to move along to. Um, And the reason that I wanted to talk about it today is because I've um, set up a free workshop for people to join if they want to, um, to do like an informal business plan together. Um, When I was teaching we used to use um, something called smart targeting, which is, of course, what we spoke about last week, uh, to set goals and targets that were achievable but measurable at the same time. And I think there's something about creating goals. It doesn't have to be for anybody except for you, um, but it helps you to get into a mindset which is focused and it helps you to direct your energies, which is really important, I think, Uh, especially as a small business owner. One of the things I've learned this year is it, it's very easy to spend all your time doing small business things and to lose any work-life balance that you might have. Um, And if we have goals and targets that we're trying to achieve, we can really make sure that the energies that we choose to spend on our small business are directed in the right place instead of just sort of sprayed everywhere hitting as many small things as we can, but really achieving nothing in the meantime, not working towards anything. Um, So I'm hoping that this workshop is really going to help people. Uh, And I thought I would take today to talk about the sort of reflection part of the planning process, because there's no point creating a plan unless you look back and see where your strengths have been and where your weaknesses have been as a business. Um, and the, the way that I prefer to do it, I think simple is best. And a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, um, is a really simple way of just thinking about how you've um, tackled this year and how that might affect how you tackle the year to come. Um, so I'll talk you through it. Um First thing to talk about is is what on earth does SWAT mean? Um, I, I certainly haven't come across it until I owned my own business. Um, as a teacher, um, our analysis wasn't necessarily done in the same way it has to be said. Um, but I think it's really effective, and I've enjoyed doing it for my uh, for my business. So SWAT is obviously an acronym, and teachers like an acronym. So maybe that's why I'm drawn to it. Who knows? Um, and it stands for the S is for strengths, the W is for weaknesses, the O is for opportunities, and the T is for threats. Um, it's usually used at kind of like an organisational level to drive the business in a particular direction. But I can't see that there would be anything stopping you if you wanted to for using it at a sort of um, to focus on a particular area. So that if you wanted to focus on, let's say, your marketing, you could probably do yourself a SWOT analysis of your marketing. Um, anyway, the strengths and the weaknesses are usually called um, internal factors. So they're things to do with you, your business, how you run it, who's a part of it, you know, um, 
cash flow, all of these things, whereas the opportunities and the threats are generally seen as external. So they're things that you can't necessarily control, but they are things that you can plan for. So they're equally important to us. Um, so let's take a bit of a dive into a SWOT analysis and think about what we might add. When you make, when you create a SWOT analysis, it is literally a little four by four, uh, two by two grid. Uh, that's it with strengths and weaknesses on the top and opportunities and threats on the bottom. Um, and you just, you fill it out. And whether that means that you're just a single person, like I am a sole trader sitting and filling it out by yourself, or whether that means that if you've got sort of a few people working with you, if you have departments, by golly, well, then you would want to sit down with everyone and do a sort of a brainstorming session. So when you look at your strengths, um, the best way to do it, I think, is to try and look at your company from a customer's point of view, because the things that are your strengths are going to be the things that attract customers to you. <laughs> if you have something that is good, it will make customers come in. So when you take put yourself into your customer's shoes, you get a really good idea of what it is about your business that customers like. So when you think about what your business, what your business has got that other people hasn't or that make people choose you over other people you'll want to think about things like um your hr so like your people who are there is there anything about them um that means that your customers like you better than other people you want to think about um environmental factors like physical factors have you got a physical location that's better than somewhere else or um equipment resources uh, financial is another consideration in your strengths. Have you received any grants or funding? Um, this year, of course, we might be thinking about the um, self-employed grants that we received. And I know a lot of um, the sort of the business grant places are, are handing out the COVID grants now as well. Um, also sort of loans as well might go in there too, perhaps, although loans are a bit more squidgy. And any other income that you might have that can help you, that can give you an edge over competitors. And you also want to think, I think, about your past experience, like um, how long your business has been going for, for example. Like Because to me, a customer is going to look at your experience and how much of an expert they think that you are when they choose you over somebody else. Um, so yeah, when when you want to focus in on your strengths, I would suggest asking yourself, why has the customer chosen you? What have you got that they want? What do you offer that they love? And like, what's your unique selling point? What have you got to offer that nobody else can, that your competitors really can't sort of um, hold a candle to? Um, and when we talked about the physical, of course, like, are there any sort of resources that you've got that your competitors don't? Um, equally, I think when you move on to your weaknesses grid, again, putting yourself into a client or a customer's shoes is a really good way of, um, of focusing in on what it is about your business that means that clients don't choose you or cancel or complain. So, it's not as much fun to do. Obviously, it's always nice to talk, to talk about why you're awesome um, and never as much fun to talk about why you're not. 
Um, but equally important, I'm sure you'll agree, um, especially when it comes to setting your targets and your goals, like this weaknesses box is probably going to be your most important one to look at. So again, in your client's shoes, thinking about the same sort of things that you were thinking about last time, like your HR, your environment, your financial, um, your processes, like how you do what you do and any past experiences that you've got. Um, I would be asking myself questions like, um, what complaints do you get from clients or customers when they give you feedback? Is there anything they tell you that they don't love? Um, when customers cancel or leave you, do they ever tell you why? Like, is it, um, a financial, can they simply not afford you anymore? Or have they found somebody else who sort of fits better with their mindset and the way that they work? You know, there's all sorts of reasons why clients leave. And it's why it's really important to have an offboarding process with clients as well, because this feedback really comes into effect at this time of year when you're analysing how the year's gone. Um, what do you feel you could do better? That's another thing to think about in your weaknesses. I think often you have to temper it. If you're anything like me, um, if you experience things like imposter syndrome and stuff like that, um, you have a tendency to be too harsh with yourself. So try to look at your weaknesses from your point of view, but with a little bit of distance on it as well, so that you're like detachment, I suppose, so that you're bringing as little emotion into it as possible. Um, think about perhaps like what resources do you lack? Like, is there a piece of software that you'd really love to pick up this year? Um, I've started using Trello more and more this year, but I'm starting to reach my limit on boards on the free one and plus all the power-ups are looking sort of cooler and cooler um and they didn't do a black friday deal this year or if they did i didn't spot it so you know um trello is on my my list now of things that i want to move to a paid membership um and you may have things they might be physical resources it might be something that you want to have and hold if you're an artist it might be i don't know like if you do digital art you may want to get yourself one of those proper ipads with the pens that you can do cool digital drawings on or whatever it might be um and i think one of the other things that is a really useful mindset to put yourself in is a mindset of one of your competitors um and think about if there is anybody else who's sort of in your area and i'd be astonished if there wasn't um what would they see as your weaknesses like how would they persuade a client to go with them instead of you that can really help you to sort of bring your mind around and focus on the things that um that you don't do as well so those are your strengths and weaknesses once you've got those your internal factors done that's kind of it's almost the easy part done because you know your strengths and your weaknesses well. You know your business inside out. There is nobody who knows your business better than you. The opportunities and the threats are a little bit harder because they're external factors. They're things you can't control. And there are certain things that you can never plan for. I suspect that people sitting down last year to do their SWOT analysis never wrote into their threats column massive worldwide pandemic that would have us all locked down for 12 weeks. Like Nobody was thinking that then. So it is limited because we can't see into the future and it is harder because it involves probably a bit more market research and things like that. But I think that 
you can at least have a good run at it almost without doing that research because you kind of do it as you go along you know what's coming up in your industry you know um if there's anything new about to come on the market or anything like that that might help you to sell what you're saying you know so i would definitely not be put off by the fact that it is trickier um so when you're looking at your opportunities you're thinking about opportunities that are external to your business that might be open to you so you're thinking about things like um trends that you could take advantage of so I don't know are you a hairdresser like could you take advantage of Movember and you know style people's mustaches or you know I don't know (laughs) it's hard to say in uh, various businesses I know for myself as a virtual assistant um, this year there has been a trend towards working online which means that virtual assistants have become more of a normal thing than they ever were uh, in the us i think virtual assistants have been quite usual for a very long time but in the uk not many people have used them before now and so for me that is a trend that i will be planning into my business plan for next year the fact that more people are willing to work digitally and from long distances not necessarily face to face um also while i was looking at opportunities what i would do is have a peek into my strengths column and see if there are any of your strengths that you could turn into opportunities that's another good way of looking at it and thinking about developments in your industry as well that could be advantageous to you so for example for me as a va um sort of uh, video conferencing has come on in leaps and bounds this last year because it's had to because people need to use them and um teams for example at the moment is just making adjustment after adjustment after adjustment and really working hard on keeping up to date with what people need and so one of the things that will probably go into my opportunities column will be looking into microsoft teams because i use zoom at the moment and seeing whether that might work better for me, especially when it's doing webinars and stuff like that that I'm starting to move towards. Um, You could also ask yourself things like, how can I improve? Might be a great way to move into your opportunities column. It's a good sort of um, thought starter. How can I improve um, client onboarding? How can I improve my marketing message? How can I improve my product? Um, how can I improve my customer support if you've got a big enough company that customer support is anything more than you tapping away on a keyboard? Um, you could ask yourself about your marketing in particular and like how effective it's been and what opportunities you see in the year coming to like to advertise. You could talk about um you could look at your resources that you currently have and say what opportunity have we got in the year to come to um perhaps leverage them better to their full potential um allocating them correctly that all of these are sort of opportunities that you could move towards and once you've done your opportunities you're going to move on to um threats um which sounds scarier than it is um what you're really thinking about there is um anything external that could negatively affect your business so the big thing i think for pretty much every single business this year is going to be trying to work out how badly covid is going to affect them this year um we know there's a vaccine we know it's on the way what we don't know is 
how it's going to be rolled out, when it's going to be rolled out, and at what point we can expect life to go back to pretty much normal. Um, and there may be other factors in that that I'm not even thinking about at the moment, like people with long COVID and like the long-term health um, that is associated with people who survived COVID. All of these things could be factors in how we run our business next year. But we're not just thinking about things like global pandemics. We are thinking about smaller things as well. So um, don't forget to consider your competitors and what they're doing. Is anything that your competitors are developing or doing that um, could be a threat to you? So for me, um, I tend to niche in educational businesses, having been a teacher. Um, so I would probably be on the lookout for other virtual assistants who had that same sort of background and looking at what they might be doing. Um, you could also have a look again, while, when I said that when you were looking at your opportunities, you could go back to your strengths and say, like, how could you turn your strengths into opportunities? You could, while looking at your threats box, go back to your weaknesses and say, do your assessed weaknesses expose you to any threats? Is there anything that could happen because of your weaknesses? Again, that is a great question to ask yourself because it focuses you on where you're, you're planning. Um, yeah, other things you could ask yourself. Are there any emerging competitors? Are there any changes to sort of laws and regulations? Brexit is going to be a massive one this year for a lot of us, isn't it? Um, are there any changes to public perceptions of your field, like in the press and the media? So education at the moment is taking a bashing um, in the public eye um, as a sort of um, political football that it's always been. This year, almost worse than any other. So the government are being quite harsh about teachers and the media are picking up on that and because of that um, perceptions of the public are changing about teachers as well um, I'm glad to say there is also some very nice perceptions about teachers too um, you may also want to look at your customers sort of attitudes or their um, their well-being that might affect your business because again that's not something that you can control but it is something that's going to affect your business so affluency is probably going to be a big one this year again related to covid um there are lots of people who will be better off than last year because they spent half of it sitting indoors not going to restaurants um who ha will have money that they want to spend equally there are going to be a lot of people who have no money because you know they the there were a lot of people self-employed people who didn't manage to get the self-employed grants all of those excluded people so yeah there's a lot of things that we need to think about there and of course we've already talked about covid and how that could impact you so when we do the webinar this will be the first place that we hit is our SWOT analysis we will talk in general terms, as we have today, about what a SWOT analysis is and how it can work. And then we will spend some time filling out our own SWOT analysis. Once you've got that done, you can see that you're already in a place where you're ready to start thinking about what sort of goals you'd like to have 
for 2021, whether you want to set yourself financial goals or um, productivity goals or product goals. You might have goals um, to do with the services or the products that you're offering. Um, you might have environmental goals. And when I say environmental, I mean kind of like the physical environment around you. So that might be resources or your physical location as well as the environment in general. You may wish to reduce your carbon footprint, whatever that might be. Um, and so I hope that I will see you guys at the webinar. Uh, I will pop the details onto my social media, which is all over this um, podcast. So in the meantime, have a great week. I will speak to you all soon. It's been really enjoyable. Bye for now.